0: I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. Today, we have Marlene Kristen, and she basically does a lot of energy healing. She's a really interesting person, and she's also a certified crystal healer as well. So, let's learn about her, see what she has to say, and maybe get some information on crystal healing. Because this is actually the first crystal healer and master of crystal recce we've ever had on the show.
1: Having me, it's really good to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to meet you too. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How about you?
0: Yeah, so um, (laughs) can you give me a bit of a summary of who you are, what you're about, and what your message is?
1: So my name is Marlene Kristen, and I'm with The Sharing Light, and I am a certified hypnotherapist, past life regressionist. Um, I do light body crystal healing, and I'm also a spiritual coach. Um, The light body crystal healing is a process that I developed from the different types of energy work that I have been trained in. Um, I've done IET, Reiki, and as you mentioned, um, crystal healing, and as a crystal master. It's interesting because as a crystal healer, I could not tell you what half the crystals are, their names or anything, which is funny. It's kind of embarrassing to admit that, but I'm just going to get that right out there right now. (laughs) Um, With crystals, I actually identify more with the crystal themselves and the crystal energy so, just because some person put a label on it years ago, hundreds of years ago, whatever, and said this works with love or this works with anxiety, those may be true. But I will, like, pretty much just talk to my crystals and assign them what I would like them to do. Because a lot of people don't have all of the crystals that they would that they would like to have in their in their supply. So you can. And I can show you, actually, I can teach you after um, how you can do that, how you can tune into your crystals and do that. But so, yeah, so I'm a crystal healer and I do past life regression therapy. Um, I help others. To, basically, I help others to find their happiness and fall in love with themselves. There's a lot of people, I want to say all of us, all of us struggle with self-love. We cannot look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I love you. It is the hardest thing in the world for us to just look in the mirror and tell ourselves that we that we love ourselves. So that is like the biggest mission in my life is to help people fall in love with themselves.
0: And I also was noticing you do a lot of different types of Reiki as well. I only thought there was one general type of Reiki, but it seems like there's crystal Usi Shambhala, Lactarian.
1: Yeah, there's all different kinds. There's even Kundalini um, Reiki. There's, I mean, if, if you can put any word in front of it, you got a Reiki to go with it. <laughs> there's, there's so many of them. And honestly, this the same thing with Reiki. I'm, I'm kind of a very out of the box person. I don't, I don't like to follow the the rules that people put on things. I kind of go with what my higher self and my energy tells me to go with. So when I learned Usui Reiki, which is like the main Reiki that most people do and know about, when I learned it, it came with all kinds of symbols that you're supposed to use. And the same thing with crystal Reiki, it comes with all kinds of symbols. I could not tell you what any of those symbols are. All I know is that I'm attuned to the energy and I call it in and I use it and people get what they're supposed to get from it. It's not up to the human mind or me to say, this is what you're getting. I can put intention into things, but I just find I go with the energy more and what I feel called to do. And what their higher self, when I tune into their higher self, tells me that they need in that session.
0: And how do you connect with your higher self? That must have taken some time and some experience. So how did you sort of cultivate a lot of these innate skills.
1: So I I feel we are all born with this. We all have these abilities. It's just a matter of when you wake up and tune into them. I used to live in Connecticut and then I moved up to Massachusetts to the house that I'm currently living in. And this house pretty much blew me wide open as soon as we moved in. There was, we had our house investigated by a, you know, an investigation company, they came, they brought in a psychic because there was all kinds of stuff going on in our house. There were, I would always see shadows going by. And I never had that experience before when I was younger. I actually I scratched that. I will say that when I was younger, I had an experience where I saw a face in the mirror. And it scared the heck out of me. And I think that's what shut me down for the longest time. So it wasn't until I was in my 30s and we were living here that I really started opening myself up. And actually, it was because of crystals. I always loved crystals. Ever since I was a little kid, I would collect rocks of all kinds everywhere I went. I was just, and before I even knew crystals existed, I would always like collect rocks. And I was just always drawn to their energy and as I got older, I started finding crystal shops and collecting crystals, and I would just be really drawn to their energy. So, after doing a little bit of research, and I started learning that you can actually connect with your crystals. So, I would sit down and just have a notebook ready, and I would really, I would just kind of take a couple deep breaths. I would take my crystal. And I would, I would take one and I would kind of just put it up to my third eye and close my eyes and just kind of see what message came to me. That was how I originally started. And at the time, I would get visions of um, faces or see symbols like eagles or um, just all kinds of different little things that the messages seemed to come from each crystal and each one was different. So I found it fascinating. So I just kind of kept going with that. And the way I tune into myself now is I just place my hands over my heart and I take a couple deep breaths and I feel myself kind of channeling in a light from above, going in right through the top the crown of my head, through my third eye, my throat, and into my heart, and then just kind of grounding me into the earth. I just feel like myself kind of settling in and doing that take a couple deep breaths and you feel almost a little shift in your energy. You feel settled and calm and a clearness. And in that moment, that is when I feel like I'm connected and that's when I can get the best messages from, from my higher self. Um, A way that you can do this, that, that you can tell that you are definitely connecting is to use your body as a pendulum That was something my higher self showed me. And it's interesting because I've seen other people since then doing it. And I love that my higher self showed me something kind of um, that personal that you can use. So you do that. What I just said, you put your hands over your heart, you take a deep breath and you kind of just ground yourself and center yourself. And I don't know if you want to stand up or not, but you can do that while you're standing. So you do that while you're standing. You balance yourself, make sure you're stable where you are and you balance yourself. You take a deep breath and you can say, show me yes. And you feel your body. Pay attention to what your body's doing. You can feel your body kind of swaying. It works, like I said, it works best when you're standing. So you feel your body swaying in one direction or the other. And then you can say, show me no. And it will most likely be the opposite direction that the yes was. So for me, I ha- I tend to tilt forward or back. I'm exactly. getting Some people go side to side. I wasn't
0: actually swing, but I felt kind of like kind of a pull.
1: Yeah. And you were sitting down. So that's awesome. So that's a way for you to tune into yourself. You tune into and you can get simple yes and no questions. It can be for anything. It could be connecting with your higher self. It It could be when you go to the grocery store and you're trying to choose between two vitamins. Put one, hold one up to your chest look around make sure no one's looking (laughs) put the vitamins up to your chest and then say are these for my highest best and you'll feel yes or no and then take the next one and say what about these are these for my highest best you might get a no or yeah you know and you can do that for all different kinds of things in your life it's really fascinating
0: i've also been um looking at your hands quite a bit you're wearing a lot of rings are those all crystals as well
1: oh yeah i wear tons of crystals
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so i've heard a lot about crystal wearing and how it brings out certain um frequencies in you how do you feel about that
1: i wear my crystals all the time because of that so recently i felt like i wasn't grounded enough so i got a hematite ring i don't know if you can see it well i got a hematite ring and Oops, where is it? There it is. And I wear it on my on my thumb. I just happen to get it because there are no fingers left for me to wear them on. So I'm like, all right, you're going on my thumb. So I put it on my thumb, and I wear that there a hematite ring, and that that is for grounding. Um, in August, it was my birthday, and I wanted to get a new ring for my ring finger on this hand, and I felt I was going to get like probably a turquoise, but I wasn't sure. I was open to different colors. I just was kind of feeling the energy of different colors green purple or turquoise and I knew I went through almost every single ring in the counter and then I knew there was a ring somewhere in that store for me and I left for a minute to go watch the sunset and I came back and I said there's a cabinet over there and I felt that the this this particular ring right here it was like calling me. I just felt the energy of it calling me as it was the oddest experience. And I said, I moved a bunch of like earring stands out of the way. And sure enough, there was a whole bunch of rings there and I kept, I'm like, Ooh, and I'm like, maybe that one's not it. Let me keep going. Ooh. And I just kept going back to that one particular ring. And when I wear it, it is this really intense energy that I feel so connected to. And, it's been cold, so my hands my my hands shrink, and you know the rings are kind of big. And uh, when when your hands are cold, so I haven't been wearing them the last couple of days. And I can tell you, I felt the difference not wearing them. I it's almost like a support team. You feel supported. You know, you can program your crystals to do things. Do you have any crystals around you right now?
0: No, but uh, I used to a long time ago. Uh, it was for the uh, heart chakra. It's the green crystal, I think you know what that is.
1: Oh, maybe fluorite?
0: It's called a moldavite, I think.
1: Oh, moldavite, yes. That's
0: that one expensive is a very, too. Uh, yeah.
1: That one's intense. You have to be ready to use that one. Too that powerful. one make- I,
0: I actually got rid of it a few oh, years wow. ago because it was causing me to, you know, I felt really um ungrounded, so I just stopped using it.
1: So when you got a crystal like that, You were drawn to it for a reason. So for a kind of crystal like that, you, you can build up to it. Um, I wouldn't sleep with it in the room because it might be too intense. If it's in the room with you, it might mess with your dreams at night. You can kind of just spend some time with it slowly. Kind of like getting to know a new person, a new person in your life. You wouldn't have somebody living with you all of a sudden. You know, and living with them, you know, you go to breakfast with them or coffee or, you know, see them slowly. So you do that with some of your crystals, too, especially if they're if they're intense, like the Moldavite. The Moldavite will help you. The more you um, get connected with crystals, the more energy that you connect with those. The Moldavite will definitely um, open you when you're ready for it. You just have to kind of get accustomed to the energy.
0: I'm just curious, too, what are your favorite crystals are one of the first few crystals you used to work with? Because I think there's a few common ones like quartz and you know, so forth. For cleansings.
1: Selenite is my absolute favorite. Selenite. It's a basic crystal. I have so much of it in my office. So much selenite. I love selenite. Um, actually, I just went to the store the other day and I have this big, huge bar of selenite. I I keep them in my room. I put them, they're all underneath my healing table. Selenite is kind of like, just like the perfect crystal for anything. You just can't get it wet. It will kind of like dissolve. Um, So you can't get it wet. But um, selenite is self-clearing. So if you have other crystals, you can place those crystals on top of the selenite bar. And it will cleanse those crystals for you. Um, But selenite is the main crystal that I have. I it's funny. I have all my crystals around me that I can show you. What's the name, what is the name of these? These are volcanic um volcanic glass starts with an A. My goodness, someone's going to be commenting on the bottom of this. Oh, Anzara. They're Anzara crystals. So this one came from Mount Shasta. I had reached out to a crystal shop in Mount Shasta, California, and they actually What they do is they actually pair you with a crystal. So this one shows me. You tell them the type you want, how much you want to spend, and they go through with a pendulum, and they ask the crystals which ones want to work with you, and this one shows me. So I love this one. I have a really good relationship with this one because it shows me. And then I received this one online from someone else, and this one was from some, like, Alabama or somewhere in the South. But um, those are Andara crystals. Crystals can do pretty much anything you want them to do. They just have to kind of, they have their own mind too. Everything is living. Even the chair you're sitting in. I mean, everything has a consciousness. Everything is living, even crystals. And and I want to say especially crystals. Um, A way that you can program your crystal to do what you would like to. So this one is um, a fluorite. It's purples and greens in it. So this is a fluorite crystal. Um, you can make this crystal do whatever you want it to do. You can just ask it. So the same way that you tuned into your higher self, you can tune into the crystal, place the crystal over your heart and first clear it. So the way to clear your crystal is to call in that light energy coming in from above and bring it in down through your crown and and coming out your heart into the crystal and imagine the crystal just being cleansed and cleared. And after you're done doing it, you can ask, are you, are you clear? And you'll get yes or no. And then after you're done doing that, you can set an intention what you want this crystal to help you with. So I have in the past used the fluorite for anxiety. So you can take the crystal, hold it up to your heart and say, I would like to program you for anxiety. Do you agree? And you'll get yes or no. Then you program the crystal, just envision yourself the way you feel, after you're not anxious anymore, how you feel free, how you feel light, happy, you know, peaceful, at ease, picture that. And as you're picturing from that moment, instill that into your crystal, that ease, that calm, that no more anxiety. Picture that going into your crystal. So the next time you're feeling nervous or or anxious and you need that, you can just grab that crystal that has that's programmed for anxiety. And you can do that. I actually took a fluorite once and I had it on my chest during a meditation and I was feeling so much intense anxiety and I was helped during this meditation. And when I sat up, I felt something and I'm like, what is that? The crystal, the fluorite crystal literally exploded into three pieces because it had absorbed so much of my anxiety that it exploded into three pieces I had to call my Reiki person and say, is that really a thing? Because I couldn't believe that happened. So that's pretty amazing what crystals can do for you. They do take on your stuff and they do help you and make you feel better.
0: So what you got into there, which was quite interesting, was cleansing crystals in a sense. But can you kind of give the general categories of the different types of crystals? I know different crystals engage different chakras, but just the specifics. So you got cleansing and then grounding and then... Kind of just a simple system so we could categorize all the crystals.
1: You can use crystals, like like you said, for sh- different chakras. You can use them for different emotions, like, you know, anxiety to bring in peace, love, um, inner harmony, um depression, like you can use them for all different things. You can use them also medically. There are different crystals that can also be associated with different parts. They they can be with different parts of the body. They could also be for different, um, you know, pains and things like chrysacola is a good one to use when you have um, PMS and menstrual cramps. My daughter and I are always looking for that one. We're like, where is that? I need that. And tucking that and sometimes just tuck it in the front of your pants or in your front pocket and bringing it with you. Um, You can bring crystals with you to, to stay with you. They have these little like cage things that you put on a, on a, on a string, you know, on a chain and you can put different crystals inside and carry them with you. So if you have like a headache um, you can use, you can program your crystals and, and say, This one is going to be for when I get a migraine, and you can have it on you or with you. There are also other crystals that you can have around you for um, repelling, like the energy, um, you know, the signals from like your cell phone or from electricity and things like that. Crystals do a lot for you in our bodies. So there's different. So, does that answer your question for the different categories?
0: Yeah. So, I think another question I have is what is grounding?
1: Grounding is connecting you to the earth. So I think of grounding. So if you think of a couple, a husband and a wife, so me and my husband, I can allow myself to just go connect with my higher self and feel like I'm transporting myself to different places. My husband has a very calming grounding energy. He's very connected with the earth and the trees. And... So his energy is grounding. so it I help him by raising his vibration and helping him to connect with with his higher self and he helps me stay more connected with the earth and grounded. We balance each other very well in that way. Um, you can ground yourself by envisioning your you know like roots coming out of the bottom of your feet and kind of connecting with the core of the center of the earth and know that you're grounded, that you are able to stay connected with the earth, the present moment, um, and just being here, like on, in this, in this place so that you're not kind of taking off and going into another dimension or, you know, where you feel like, you know, how you go into a really deep meditation and you get yourself really kind of in a zone. You don't want to stay in, I mean, we would love to stay in that zone, but we can't stay in that zone because we have to live here on this earth. So grounding yourself brings you more here in this earth.
0: So usually, you know, okay, okay, that's that's quite interesting. And I think usually it's a lot of times the people that astrally project really easily, right? They're very ungrounded.
1: Yeah, and because like I always struggle
0: un- with that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, I've only done that once, hmm. and it was definitely a weird experience. Um, other, a lot of people astral project a lot.
0: Okay, and those people are usually more. Ungrounded, the more extroverted kind of ampy ampy people? Yeah, probably. Okay. Okay. And what about past life regression? Like, how did you sort of work with that as a therapist? How do you help other people now?
1: So we have our conscious mind, and our conscious mind controls. It thinks it controls everything. <laughs> really, our subconscious mind is there and it's the majority of who we are. Our subconscious mind has known us since our light was created. We have our conscious mind that is here with us in this present moment in this particular life. And the conscious mind filters everything and it it allows us to hide our true selves from others. What we don't want to share with others, our conscious mind filters everything. So we are very particular with who we share ourselves with because we're afraid of judgment or, you know, the lack of self-worth and self-love. So the subconscious, so what we do in the past life session is we kind of just help through meditate, guided meditation. We get the, and hypnosis, we get this conscious mind to kind of go take a nap. You go over there, you take a, take a little nap. Subconscious mind is going to come up and it's going to tell you stuff. So, your subconscious mind will never have you experience anything that you are not ready for. A lot of people worry about that. You know, well, what if I see something and it traumatizes me? Your subconscious mind knows you, knows what you can handle and how you can deal with it and will help you. So, you go through the guided meditation and we start recalling. Um, different lives. Some people want to learn past lives just because it's cool. It's fun. It's like a new trend or whatever. But the, the process that I go through with the past lives, you do get to see those cool lives, but there's a purpose. Your subconscious is telling you, you heard the call. Congratulations. Here, these lives here relate to you now in the present moment. You need to work on seeing what happened in this life, relate it to this life, and heal it. And that's the process that we go through in past lives. We go through and we heal those issues that may have occurred in the past so that you can be ready in the present to move on with what you're meant to do. I do a particular past life session um, quite frequently that's very popular. It's past lives for healers. A lot of people... Feel like they're healers, and some people don't even realize that they are. And this particular session brings you back where you can remember it, particularly remembers the lives where you were a healer in a past life. So, say that you connected to a past life from the 1600s. I've, I've had a client that did that, she connected with it life in the 1600s, and she was she saw herself like gathering like different kinds of vegetation and things to create potions and things like that in her house. Um, She lived alone in the woods. She liked being solitary. People came to her for this magic medicine and then she had gone to the river and she could see the stones in the river and they were like calling to her and sparkling. And she knew that she could use these stones along with the potions and things that she was making and see through the physical body and learn how to like learn how to heal this, a particular person or know what that person needed. So what we then did was had her past life step up and teach her in words, step-by-step how to take the gifts that she had in that particular life and bring it into this life. So she was able to remember It was a, it was a powerful remembering. She was able to remember all of the things that she could do back in the 1600s, isn't it? And bring it here. I sit here during these sessions and my mind is just blowing, listening to what people are recalling and the gifts that they've had.
0: How do you get people to actually tap into their subconscious mind?
1: It's in the process of the hypnosis. Um, we It starts out kind of like remembering some happy memories in this life. It's just a slow progression. You start remembering some things now. You remember a time that you were, you were hanging out in, in the water. And another time where you remember your earliest, your first friend. You remember your earliest memory. Um, then you see yourself in a mirror. Now, 10 years ago, when you were 10 years old. And when you are a baby, you just keep slowly bringing your mind back. But the process before that is just making sure that you are calm and centered and just kind of letting go. It's it's that kind of like cradling and rocking that conscious mind to sleep. And most of my clients tell me that they didn't think that they were in hypnosis because they were so freely recalling things and saying things. But there are little... Um, signs that I know that I can tell that you're in hypnosis, like little twitches or, you know, little things that, that tell me, plus that filter's gone. You would not have told me what you just told me 20 minutes ago before you were under hypnosis, you never would have shared that with me, but you're suddenly sharing that with me and you're crying on my table and you would not have been doing that a few minutes ago. So that's how I know you're in hypnosis and you're releasing the you know, you're releasing those things and remembering and recovering the memories. And that's how, you know, you slowly get back into the past life part of it.
0: Okay. Okay. And can you Okay, so how did it how did you do this yourself? What types of experiences have you had by doing past life progression? Do you know who you were in the past? Were you yeah. a person that was a healer? And
1: so I had a I had a girlfriend whose friend was doing past life parties, which I do now too, which are really, really awesome. And you get we got a got a group of people together in my living room. And this was probably back in 2007 or so. I had never done this before. I, you know, I had never had a past life session before I had heard of it. It kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was coming from a very strong Catholic background. And then I left all of that behind and jumped headfirst into spirituality and heard about past lives, had this woman over and she had everybody going into this regression. And I Every time that she tried, she was getting us to go back, I would cough and I was coughing and coughing and coughing. And I was getting so mad because this was my party. I'm the hostess. I should be having this amazing experience. I was so like mad. I went outside, finished coughing, came back in and she regrets. She was just pulling everybody out, but I was able to go back for a split second. And I saw Mongolian people like Genghis Khan kind of looking people. And everyone's like, oh, I was a Victorian princess. I was in the Vietnam War. I saw this and I'm like, yeah, I saw Mongolia. I'm like, I was like really irritated. Well, a few years later, I I had a physical issue and I went and I saw this woman who didn't have me recall the past life, but she saw my past lives for me, which at the time, I think that was what I needed. And she brought me to different lives where I had pain in the, in, the, in the area that I had in the present moment. And she said to me, you are a woman in a village. And she's like, you're in Mongolia. And I'm like, oh my God. All right. This woman is completely legitimate. My higher self was telling me back then, years ago, At that very first experience, she was telling me, you know, my higher self was telling me Mongolia. That was my one first breadcrumb. And then I see this woman and she's telling me about a life where I'm in this village. My my village was being um, attacked by like Genghis Khan's army or something. And I was I was raped and murdered in my in my um, my little house. And I died and I saw it all with her the way she said it, I saw it. I could see all of it. I know what I looked like. I mean, I saw everything. And she even had me as like a 10 year old in like, I was a Mayan princess or something. I was, I was sacrificed on top of one of those flat pyramid things. And so she saw different lives for me that related to the physical issue that I was having at that time. But because of that first experience, it was my validation that that was real and since then I had been always drawn to past lives. I always thought they were, you know, really amazing. It wasn't until I had only been doing energy work up until last year. And then I had a, this weird kind of funky depression happened to me last summer. And I had a friend reach out to me she's like, I just felt you needed to talk. And I'm like, Oh my God. So she, she did this weird thing. It was kind of like a, a, a regression while we were talking she was like bringing me back to different things and i'm having recalling all of this stuff and by the end of that conversation i was out of that depression it was like my whole world just like restarted and there was this shift and i immediately picked up my phone and started researching like regression and i was getting past life regression i found this school this online school with a man in new zealand And there were other ones, but his was more, had more of a spiritual aspect to it. It wasn't, it wasn't like so matter of fact as the other ones were. This one was like really connecting with your intuition and it really called to me and I looked it up and I signed up and I took all of these classes and it has been just, I never thought that it would be something that I would do, mainly because I'm, I'm hearing impaired. And I never thought talking and having to make myself listen to people all day be the job that I would choose for my life. But I've overcome that. I, n- I never would have thought that I would be doing like this kind of a this kind of a thing. But like I use Google Meet for my my virtual calls and there's closed captioning at the bottom so I can see their words and everything at the bottom of the screen. I wear a microphone when I have my clients in session with me in person and I can hear their voice directly through the microphone and it goes directly into my hearing aid. So I could probably hear better than you could because it's going directly into my ears because when people are in hypnosis, they mumble and and are, sometimes they're barely audible. So I'm very fortunate to have this microphone because now I don't have to ask them to repeat anything. So it has been a different type of a journey that I didn't think I would ever be on, but I love being witness to what people experience when they are in hypnosis, when they are in their past lives. There's another session that I do called Between Lives, where we bring you to the last past life, the moment of death. And you go to the end of that life, you remember how you were going to die, and then you transition you cross over and now what do you see points of light? What do you feel when you're in that light? Do you see family members and you connect with family members, you connect with your spirit guides, then you move up and you you connect with your soul council and your soul group. And they tell you why you chose to be here in this life, what lessons you are learning, what you've mastered, what you have yet to learn. And then what things from the, those past lives taught you, and you can also like learn about your future lives. Like, there's just so much you can do with this. So much that, 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 that. I don't know. It's just amazing. It, there's. I, I can't even talk speak clearly about it because it's just so powerful. It's just so.
0: Well, I'm learning quite a bit. You know, there was a a clairvoyant that I interviewed a while back, and in her past life, even though she was a very successful woman now, she was actually home as a witch. And I kind of noticed this with a lot of psychics in their past lives, but they have these really tough experiences. But now we're doing good now. What do you think is the reason for that? Why do you Um, think there's that transition?
1: Oh, my goodness. Almost every single person I do a past life for has been a witch or has been one of the people that was the one responsible for killing the witch or torturing the witch. Or it's a huge part of our history. Um, whether it was here in the U.S. or whether it was over in Europe or other parts of the world, it was a big, huge part of our history. And that, I feel that we are in a time now where we have been learning and learning and learning and having all of these experiences. And now everybody is at the point where we are waking up. More and more people are waking up. I mean, I even remember just 10 years ago people were like reiki what's that now you can see almost a reiki person on every corner like everybody is waking up to spirituality and to knowing what their what their purpose is and and opening up to that so going through the past lives and discovering that you were a witch or that you were killed for your beliefs or for your abilities is something that has been so traumatizing that People are afraid in this moment to to even speak of it or learn about it because it was so traumatic. And part of what I do with the past life regression is to heal those things so that you can cut those cords and attachments so that you can be fully in the light and in the present moment. And releasing those traumas that have to do with those lives where you were tortured for what you did. Because you did not do anything wrong. There was nothing that you did that was wrong. It was just something that you held on. Now we hold on to it and we're afraid. Everyone has fear and we are so afraid to share that and to experience it and explore it. So the past life session would help go back and heal all of that so that you can move on and do what your purpose is and start sharing your light with the world.
0: Can you actually use your higher self to figure out what your past life was without hypnosis?
1: I, yeah, a lot of people have um, spontaneous um, past life regressions where they'll just suddenly remember. I did a meditation and it was quite intense. It was, it was, it was the first time I had actually recalled my own life I was this woman, like, I felt like I was in Egypt and I was very promiscuous. I liked being with men and I did not want children. And in this vision, I saw myself, I had had a baby and I saw myself killing it. And it was, it was interesting because I was, I, if, if i actually saw myself in this life doing that i'd be like oh my god but i was so re- re- like detached from it because it was not it's not me it's not marlene in this life it was whoever i was in that life It was my soul experiencing that moment. So I was detached from it. And yeah, I'm not proud of myself that that was something that I did, but we all have things that we are not proud of, of things that we've done in past lives because we have to experience the good and the bad of everything so that we have all angles and aspects of everything. So I did experience that in my own and it just came out through a meditation. So, I mean, you could go into a meditation with the intention of remembering a past life. Sometimes it would come out in your dreams. Sometimes it could come out in the meditation. You could, uh, you could program a crystal to have that help you to recall past lives. And that crystal will maybe guide you on the path. And it might not happen right away. It might take some time and a little bit of work. It might just suddenly happen. And you're like, blindsided by it because you didn't realize, or you forgot, I forgot I was working on trying to remember past lives. Then all of a sudden, boom, there it is when you least expect it. So it is something that you definitely can do. People have them all the time on their own. So you don't necessarily need to use hypnosis or past life regression to access it. There are also things online where you can find like YouTube videos of that where it can attempt to bring you back. I actually find that people like having somebody to share it with because that person is either recording the session or taking notes because I know for myself, I don't remember every detail and I wished I had somebody there to remind me of all the things that I had just seen.
0: And let's kind of jump back into Reiki. So what is, how, how does the main form of Reiki work and can you kind of get into more of the subsections? You you mentioned, uh, ushu, uh, Usui. Usui. Mm. Usui. yeah, what about uh, Shambhali or like Terry? So
1: I was the Usui Reiki. I took in-person classes for, for those. And those were, um, three levels. I did those in person. Um, it was, you use symbols. And I did this back probably 2008. So I'm really stretching my memory to remember what those classes were. Um, you use symbols for those. But as I mentioned for myself, I just felt more in tune with the attunement. You get attuned. So the, the Reiki master attunes you to the energy. So they do this process. They have their hands over your head. And you're you get these really cool visions you see. You can see, I've, I saw several times the um, the Reiki master. I can't remember his name. The man that maybe his name is Usui, not sure. The man that created Reiki, that that brought it up. He, I saw him several times in visions while doing Reiki and while getting the attunements. Um, I saw different um, spirit guides in those moments but you, it's when your hands are getting activated to the energy. Like you see people rubbing their hands together. They're activating that energy within their hands from the attunement that you receive from, from Reiki when you get that. So that was the main one that I relate to the most. Um, Shambhala, I did online and I really did it for the attunements. It was remote attunements. So um, honestly, I really didn't learn what, It actually is. I did it for the attunement, for the energy. And Lyterian Reiki, I had never heard of before. I had a tea reading in Salem, Massachusetts. And she said to me, You're going to be doing Lyterian Reiki. She said, It's all around you. So I went and I did Lyterian Reiki. And it was, I want to say that one had like nine levels to it, seven or nine levels to it. And that was like remote session attunements that I received from someone. And so really the other types I know like kundalini and then there was um um I think holy fire reiki is another one. Those are pretty intense. Um I haven't done those but for me it's the attunement it's the energy that you receive as you're as you are um going through the process of the courses. So that was what I liked about those like that's really all I can say about them, but the energy itself has made from the attunements I've gotten from all of the different types has made the energy that comes through me when I work on people much more intense.
0: And how did you take these skills and make it into a business? Say that again. How did you take all of your skills? and make it into more of a business where you provide services? How did you make your name known out there to people?
1: So I used to work in a school. I worked with children on the autism spectrum because I have four children and two of my kids are on the autism spectrum. So I thought, well, I'll just do that. And then it was definitely a rewarding job working with these kids. I loved working with them, but I felt that there was more. And I had already learned so much for myself about crystals, crystal healing and Reiki. I had already learned so much of that and I was using it on myself and sometimes using it on others. I just decided one day I'm going to buy a table and I got a, I got a massage table and I just decided I'm going to go to people's houses and do sessions for them. And I started my business that way. I had a couple friends and I would go to their house and I'd take my table and I would work with them one at a time, you know, for like 20 minutes to an hour, depending on what they wanted. And I would work with them. That was a really good intro experience for me. Then I got tired of bringing my table around. And said, so I want a stationary space where people can come to me so I don't have to keep taking my table down and setting it back up again. So I got an office nearby. And then all of a sudden the quarantine happened and I had to, and everything just shut down. I was literally there for a month and everything shut down. My landlady gave me a discounted rate in the meantime where I still had to pay, but not as much for rent. And, and I'm like, what am I doing? So I started doing sessions virtually instead, which was a new, um, a new way to do energy work. It, no, you don't have to be in person to do it. Virtual is, is just as powerful where you can be comfortable in your own space and receive that energy and possibly not even feel that awkwardness that you may possibly feel in a one-on-one session. If you are the kind of person that, you know, like, uh, is she going to touch me? Like what's going to happen or whatever. So I started doing virtual sessions during, during um, the, the quarantine and everything. I started doing that. Then one day I was driving and I felt Leave your office. And I didn't even question it. I just heard this very strong knowing leave your office. Called my landlady, packed up all my stuff, and I left. I left my office. It was all in my van. And I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to see clients now? What am I going to do? And I started doing hypnosis sessions from my car. I would be out in my car during the day, in the evening, doing hypnosis sessions from my car, past life, hypnotherapy, all of that from my car. And I said to my husband, I need to do something. I need to get a place. And I drove by this local place that sold sheds and I got a she shed. And the day that I decided to get this she shed, I signed the paper and two people found me on Google. It was like everything aligned. My business had been, you know, a couple people here and there slowly. And and this literally, my business has literally exploded since this summer. It was probably it was July that I signed the paperwork for for this shed. Found two people immediately that found me. And then I had been on another podcast and people from all over the world are contacting me. And it has just been this amazing journey. Once you've just kind of Let go, have faith and let go and say, you know what, universe, I'm giving it to you. I don't know how the heck this is going to work, but I'm trusting you to have my back. And that is exactly what happened. I committed to buying this shed and people just started contacting me and I have had constant clients since then. It's been this amazing, this amazing journey. And my husband said, oh, you don't have any clients this week? I'm like, no, this week, no. But I've got this going on and this going on. I'm doing a full moon event. I'm doing a podcast this week. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And But the universe knew. Give her a break this week. She needs a little bit of vacation. But then I'm booked for the week after that and the week after that. So it's like there's constantly always somebody filling in an intake form. There's always somebody reaching out to me saying, oh, I referred you to a friend. And it's just constantly been exploding. And I... I have attempted to make this happen for a long time, for, for years. And really what it came down to was just having faith, letting go and handing it to the universe and saying, what you got.
0: Very great. And how does one actually begin to kind of just let go and just kind of let things happen? Because what you're talking about here is a little bit in uh, the law of attraction which is quite interesting.
1: Yeah, so the law of attraction is interesting. Like, you know, you think about the secret and how everybody had their vision boards and a lot of people got kind
0: of... Everyone knows about Yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people didn't get what they put on their vision board. And the reason why they didn't get what they put on their vision board is because they were asking from a place of lack. They were coming from desperation please give me that sports car please give me extra money so we can have a vacation home please 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 you you cannot ask the universe for things from that place so imagine as you're making your vision board or you're asking for you you want to manifest something you already have it see how you feel how are you going to feel when you've already got that vacation home? When your your business is already thriving, feel that gratitude and that amazing like feeling bubbling through you, feel your heart about to explode. And from that place, that's where you say that you, that's what you want, because you're asking from a place of gratitude from where it has already happened. So when you are asking, how do I let go, you're letting go from that place that I know it's going to happen. I know it already has happened. I am already successful. I feel it. I know I'm successful. I know that my business is amazing. I have amazing clients and experiences and I can pay my bills every month and I have extra and I can do this and that. And I am so grateful and feel that like gratitude just bursting up in you. And that's where you let go and say, okay, universe, that's where you let go from, from that place.
0: Very good. And when you were practicing this, how do you sort of cultivate that kind of heart light kind of connection?
1: So that is where...
0: You know, you, you always put your hands on your heart. You, you talk a lot about the heart. So how does I that- do.
1: I do. You don't have to, but I find by just placing my hands here, it it, it brings my senses to that space. So it brings me into that present moment into that space where I'm not drifting, my mind's not going off other places because I physically feel the weight of my hands here on my heart. This is where our higher self lives. This is where our light is. This is our soul right here. It comes from our heart. It doesn't come from our third eye, from our mind. A lot of people feel like this is where it all is. That's not. It's from your heart. And that took me a long time to realize. I'm like, no, no, no. Everything I know is right here. My third eye knows everything. It sees all, it feels everything. No, no, no. It's coming from your heart. So you can just tune into your heart by taking those deep breaths and just saying, I love you. I love you. Just say, I love you to yourself over and over again. You can feel that in your energy, especially if it's not something that you say to yourself often, you feel it. You feel that like tingling in your energy. You feel your heart activating. You can even feel, sometimes I feel like my heart's slipping. Like, like, you know, you see somebody that you have a crush on or, or, you know, you see a puppy or, you know, something that gives you like warm, fuzzy feeling. Like that will start, that feeling will start activating in your heart. That's your happy place. That's your soul energy. That's where that all is. And, and just activate it by just saying, I love you over and over again. I'm so grateful for you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's how you connect with your heart.
0: If you could speak to yourself, like when you were younger, what type of advice would you give yourself?
1: I would have not been scared from the from the picture, from the image I saw in the mirror when I was about eight. Because I wonder where that would have taken me if I would have connected sooner. I would have loved to have seen what i could have done back then i would not have had i wouldn't have been afraid of everything if I, if my younger self could could talk to me right now or i could talk to her i would say don't be afraid don't be afraid of anything there is no fear there is it doesn't exist don't be afraid of anything just go with love and experience amazing things because if you let go of fear it's unlimited
0: very good and what's sort of the future of your business what are you planning to do in the future with your work any so books right, any-
1: right now i'm here in my in my shed and i love it i have um events here um broad broadening out to um retreats i see retreats in my future i see um, me going to people's homes for like different types of like like past life parties um where i can try to touch as many people with light as i possibly can i also see myself i for the longest time i have seen me having this like this center this amazing healing center where you know mine is the main business but other people i i inexpensively have other people be able to come in and like rent space for me to do that. I have a crystal shop there. I have, I have a turtle named Buddha and I see him in almost like a coffee table, kind of a tank there. And I also see an outside space. I have like this, this very powerful vision that I see happening. Um, I had gone to Mount Shasta a few years ago and I had done this amazing meditation and at the very end of the meditation, I saw this big triangle come up in front of me. And now I'm at this, I'm standing on this platform and there are hundreds, if not thousands of people out in the audience. And the message, the, the knowing that I heard was lead them. And I used to think that maybe I would be like a big public speaker and going out there and like literally seeing though that many people in front of me recently, it's been pointed out to me that for every person I work with, they share what I teach them with other people and that multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. So that turns into the hundreds and thousands of people. And just by me working with a select few people that I have the honor of working with in my space or in their homes, it spreads to them. Which is why I love the name of my company so much, Sharing Light, because you're sharing your light and sharing with them and them and them and them. And and it just keeps moving on and on and on.
0: Are there any sort of final words, any final takes you'd like to give to the audience? This has been a great interview.
1: Thank you. Um, Go with your gut. Do not shut yourself down. Do not be afraid. If you feel appalling, if you're thinking of past lives or if you're thinking of crystals or if you're drawn to anything in particular, learn more about it. Discover what it means for you and figure that out because you're being called. Everybody's being called right now to wake up and to to experience this world in the present moment and to bring our gifts to the table and. Heal all that crap that's out there because there is so much that we need to work on. And there are so many people waking up and just share what you have with others, even if it's by simply just putting nothing but positive messages on social media instead of saying complaining about your day or something negative. Have everything you do be positive and loving and just come from that positive, loving place and that will in just in itself move mountains and shift things for you so much and for the world
0: i'm jimbo paris and this is the jimbo paris show thank you again this has been a great talk
1: thank you it was an honor being here
0: thank you for listening to the jimbo paris show